my name is Christine Yule, and today I'm here with Scott Mandelker. And I came across his work in 2016. Uh, it was at a time in my life when I was looking to deepen my capacity for self-honesty. It's like I knew there was something more. I knew there were deeper levels of myself that I needed to meet and process, but I was stuck there. And one thing I realized is part of it was my unwillingness to meet negative truths or anything that was, quote, not positive. And I was kind of caught in the just be positive, just look at the positive. And he just really assisted me tremendously to look at the whole truth and really seek wisdom with love. And on all sorts of levels, we uh, dove into that regarding my personal and professional life. And so today I have him here today, and I wanted to look at the bigger picture, really taking a look at the current global process uh, as a planet, as a human collective and various subgroups of the collective, and at the personal and individual <coughs> level, perhaps articulating layers of what's unfolding so we can more accurately feel into our personal response to it, how we see it, what we're noticing, perhaps uh, naming deep fears we have or we're witnessing in others, and how we can skillfully work with our own process and help others as we progress. So welcome, Scott. Thank, thank you for being with me. <clears throat> yeah, thank you, Christine, for interviewing me. I'm glad to, to talk with you again. So perhaps where we'll begin, what are you noticing in the current global process? What are the things you're most drawn to pay attention to or track currently? Um, the proliferation of dogmatic opinions, <laughs> interpretations, um, a lot of um, a massive um, amount of information and conflicting opinions and um, a lot of people um, uh, who certainly are um, believing and trusting whatever authorities tell them without um, independent thought that much and others who I would say value independent thought more and the interaction between those two groups or individuals of those two groups where we talk to somebody <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> they have a certainty as to what's going on because um, they believe what they've been told. Um, meanwhile, um, there are many alternative um, perspectives. In general, there are a couple of the phrase that comes to my mind often is that the science is not settled. So we're talking about coronavirus and, and the response of politicians and uh, health so-called experts and um, mainstream and alternative <coughs> views. And then individuals um, participating in the process in different ways. Um, the science isn't settled means actually... Um, the authorities that are telling us what's going on have chosen a certain portion of the scientific community to be their advisors. <laughs> Meanwhile, <clears throat> the science behind the testing methodology 
and uh, coding of uh, cause of death um, is questionable and complicated, and there are other uh, authoritative voices that are excluded generally from the discussion. And then at the individual level, uh, a lot of people in fear and panic and um, <clears throat> other people in disgust at the fear and panic and a lot of people confused and upset and uh, obviously a lot more stress and real, I think, realistic concerns about the future, um, a more authoritative, authoritarian um, national uh, condition in many nations. Uh, <clears throat> and... Um, I think it's it's uh, a little bit like a gut punch to humanity, because to me, um, people one of the one of the main messages here is to the to the folks, the masses, the regular folks, everyone who's not in position of political or medical authority, is um, you can't control you can't run your own life. <laughs> uh, we can tell you when to go out of your house and when to stay home, and we'll fine you or arrest you if you do what we're not, uh, what we say you can't not do. And um, a lot of people looking at the prospect of indefinite unemployment and indefinite uncertain income. Uh, and I think there's a very heavy, nefarious, um, th there are heavy, nefarious agendas going on. <clears throat> Certainly moving towards increased authoritarianism, uh, lockstep uh, scenario like the Rockefeller Foundation in 2010 talked about authoritarianism from top down, and and a lot of people are seriously demoralized and uh, discouraged and um, rightly uh, upset and even going to depression that their life is no longer under their own control. Even though it wasn't fully before, it's even less so now. Um, and I've been busier than ever, actually, with counseling work. So that's an introduction mm -hmm. to what I'm saying. Thank you for that. And so what would you say, especially to those groups, which I think are a big part of the audience or those who have listened to this uh, conversation, who are really you know, just seeking or on that path of love unity and witnessing, say, the mainstream collective in you know, complete disorder or deep fear, or just wearing masks and scurrying around and avoiding their neighbors. Um, it just seems like there's a disconnect. It's almost like how to, uh, like, is there a way to bridge those gaps? Uh, are we here to witness what's happening? Like, how directly, I guess, can we in, be involved in, I guess, educating the public or uh, supporting people to come out of fear? I well, guess it's... Mm. individuated, but do you have any comments on that? Sure. Yes, it's um, all specific, and um, there's no blanket uh, guidance, I think, for <clears throat> how to be with each person that we're with, um, that we, for whom we may be of service, or with whom we're talking and sharing. Um, it's a question of skillful service, and... Um, uh, the way from love to unity is through wisdom. And so, um, higher chakras, four, five, six, seven, particularly um, depend on 
development of four five or heart chakra, throat chakra, green blue color, commonly in the Hindu system, which really means the qualities of acceptance and care and kindness and harmlessness and uh, discernment, honesty, commitment to truth, um, and a, a certain willingness to surrender personal preference to the truth of the situation that at least we need to see clearly. And in working, in talking with anyone, I mean, we've got family, we've got friends, we've got associates, and then clients that we may be working with, uh, or strangers that pass us by, and acquaintances, all these different classes or types of people that we have, with whom we have interaction. Um, <clears throat> what's most important, I think, is to see their mind clearly. Uh, mm. And that means to use our own emotional field as um, a as one of the bases of understanding like when somebody uh, talks to me what am I feeling they're feeling well that's mm. pretty straightforward they may be in fear they may be angry they may be discouraged they may not have any strong emotional process either then um, a sense again of what what can I do here, or what are, are they asking for my help? And to some degree, um, everybody who approaches us wants something. Um, it may not be much of anything, it may be simply uh, the chance to have someone who wishes to listen to them without interrupting. And so, mm. the, 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 the skill in service, which in Buddhism is called upaya skillful means, skillful um, approach, <clears throat> is um, having the wisdom to understand the appropriate balance of love-wisdom in any one interaction and how that changes over time. The skillful or wise balance of love-wisdom is particularly the balance between uh, quiet acceptance and feeling and caring, which is generally attentive listening or, or care without advising, without informing muchly, but um, leading with love and care and receptivity and unconditional acceptance, uh, and then following up with wisdom versus leading with wisdom based in love. And that means some people will come to us or some people we're with will um, mm, uh, plainly express confusion or concern about something in, in the current situation or their personal life and ask directly what do we think or ask for our perspective uh, most people won't actually they'll just be sharing their process uh, in those cases where it's clear they're not really asking they're really just wanting someone to speak at or with or be heard by then the leading is with love, which is mm -hmm. basically being a, a receptive, caring field of attention. And then in the case where that person finishes what they need to say or then goes to the level of wisdom questioning or questioning our perspective or opinion, our, what, do you, what do you think about it? Uh, then we're talking about leading with wisdom or um, being as authentic um, and accurate <clears throat> uh, about our current understanding as we can be. And 
being remaining sensitive to when's enough enough. <laughs> you know, um, we may enjoy hearing our own voice. I do, or I like talking. Um, that's not usually the best for the other. Um, dialogue is generally better than monologue, and um, that sensitivity is really important. And if we're upset, we're probably not in the best space to be of help. Um, we generally need to move to more ba greater balanced, peaceful mind um, before we can be most effective in service to other through that more sensitive dialogue process. So, mm -hmm. so I think that that's just an introduction to. Um, service by communication. Mm. Thank you for that. Yeah, I, what I, one thing that I'm noticing, say, especially on Facebook feeds and uh, with different people is almost a number of people wanting to scream to others, like, wake up, or almost um, mm. as though everyone's in the same <clears throat> boat and are going off a cliff, and it's almost like it's last minute, got to get everyone awake, and I love what you said that just there about really in inviting people to step into that space where they're in a good place to be a service to other rather than from that upset or that surge of emotion or just intensity around the urgency of the need for people to become aware. Um, right, right. What would, what would you say or how would you um, speak to those, if someone were to come up to you in that uh, position of, you know, wake up, I'm just... People need to wake up. Like, how, how would you work with that sort of um, perspective yeah. or yeah. consciousness? Well, I mean, I would first agree. <laughs> I wish everybody would wake up. Yes, me too. Um, that's, in a sense, leading with love or based on our uh, preference and hope, which is sincere and um, not selfish. I wish everybody was walking in love wisdom and everybody was good to each other. I wish... The whole world loved me, and I love the whole world, and we're one happy family. I wish that was the case. But, realistically, then we go from preference and sentiment and heart to wisdom or discernment or realism. And the reality is, um, first of all, we have our own subjective definition of waking up. Mm. And uh, we should be a bit humble and realistic to understand that what we think is waking up is probably just some level or quality or degree of a greater awakening and understanding and we have far to go to we're not finished and so waking up is not a one-shot deal enlightenment is actually not a one-shot deal in buddhism they're considered four stages or levels of awakening and only at the end is one finished fully with ignorance and conceit uh, the people who would say, I'm so angry, I'm so upset that they can't wake up. Um, I would say, first of all, uh, obviously, screaming at others to wake up is not skillful service. Um, not everybody wants what you want. Uh, they may think they're woken. They may not even know what you're talking about, wake up or sleep. They believe what they're told by, let's say, example, television or friends and family. They don't think they're asleep and needing to be woken up. They think they understand what's going on and they don't even know what you're talking about, wake up. Um, they will say, like with the coronavirus, there are all these deaths. Everybody's dying. 
it can go 12 feet in the air and sit on a surface for three days and this and that. Frankly, I, I don't really know. Um, mm-hmm. But I certainly wouldn't say um, either you, you're totally wrong, you're totally deluded, or yes, I agree, yes, yes, yes. Because many of these things are beyond our, our certainty, or beyond certainty, and the science is not mm-hmm. settled, as I said. So the first thing is that the person who's really um, dismayed at others' so-called sleeping and screams they just got to wake up and feel so frustrated is in many ways caught in anger and aversion. Mm. And I agree. <laughs> it would be nice if we were walking in a world of bodhisattvas, but we're not. And clearly seeing the others to whom we wish to be of service is job number one. And... Um, clearly getting a sense of what's helpful and what's not is also critical. It's not he- it just is not helpful to be dogmatic and aggressive in the face of what we see as a significant distortion. Meeting mm-hmm. fire with fire, you know, burns everyone, right? As uh, Gandhi said, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. So meeting distortion with non-distortion is the great challenge. Meeting distortion with love-wisdom is the challenge in the work. And I would say many, most of the people who are caught in anger at the ignorance of the masses or the ignorance of most people, the ignorance of government, all of which I agree with, more or less, um, are caught in anger as a response to sadness and helplessness, generally. Generally, under the anger, frustration, ir- um, enragement at their sleepy sleepiness or asleep, um, we have hurt. We have some kind of heartbreak and sadness and then a feeling of weakness and helplessness because the truth is we can't wake them up. Only self can wake up self or help self can heal the self. And we can't wake them up. They can only, you know, nobody woke you up or me. we got to do it ourselves. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, in the raw material, they talked about the, something like the near, the near uh, hopelessness of attempting to be of service. <laughs> and they said, service is effective only to the degree it is requested. And so we can help them to help themselves, because that's what we're doing. We can only help them to wake themselves up with information to the degree that they really both consciously want it and intrinsically can use it. Some people want more than they can use. Some people mm. can use much more than they want. That's a, that's a very fine distinction. Some people um, are more free than we think they are, or more receptive, or more ready for learning and growth than we think they are. Others are far less than they believe themselves to be. <laughs> that's another matter, right? Somebody who says, mm. tell me, tell me, tell me, then I might tell them, or we talk in a session, at the end of it, they asked the same questions they asked at the start of the hour because they weren't really listening or taking it in. So mm, I think when we're upset, it's a sign that there's something wrong with us. <laughs> now, the world is a mess, yeah, and there's lots of ignorance and lots of selfishness and lots of greed and distortion and, and negativity. I, I wouldn't disagree. But we can know it without being upset. And so... Ra also said, for the, fir- for the perfectly balanced entity, no situation would have emotional charge or be triggered to emotional charge, but would be a situation like any other in which one could observe an opportunity to be of service. Meaning, 
we want to be of service or we want to be helpful we want to be a friend we want to be we want to treat others like they treat us which we wish to be treated kindly and helpfully by everyone meanwhile if there's an emotional charge we're being triggered and there it's a sign we have some work to do and under the anger frustration is usually sadness and some weakness and helplessness and looking into that we would realize that actually we are very limited in how much we can help others wake up and the direction of society and the collective and civilization and this is a very very bitter matter because at the end of the line people who are deeply looking into this will say well where are we going 1984 brave new world elysium oblivion right all these movies mm-hmm. and and texts that gave dystopic futures dystopian futures we see it happening now and the reality is it could look like a nightmare a living nightmare we wake up into the morning in yeah that could be felt that's not saying that's the only truth or that's some absolute reality there is the metaphysical there is god <laughs> there is higher self there are the angels and higher beings and there's a plan and there's divinity all here and um it's all the play of god and light yeah okay i got it but at the collective level it looks pretty bad a lot looks bad to me and the reality seems to be that we we can we have very limited influence in changing the collective we have no political power <laughs> you know we really don't now we can protest and i would never say don't do this don't do that do whatever you think is best for self and other do whatever you think is best for self and other certainly whatever seems to be harmful or leads to consequences that are bad for you and the other should not be um repeated because you'll have more bad consequences for self and other uh but um underneath that uh, frustration at others uh, ignorance or apathy or indifference or sleepiness uh ignorance and following the commands of uh, negative leadership is uh the bitter truth that we can't do a heck of a lot more than um develop ourselves and be a positive uh, a positive influence for those friends and family and others that are simply truly receptive and mm-hmm. and so there's a saying from eating especially from tongsu uh daoist sage tongsu if it's if it's straight i help it along if it's crooked i leave it alone and so some conditions of uh distortion um are simply unworkable and i think that's unfortunately the case with many people who are not looking for learning they don't know that learning that they ought to be learning or listening or looking within and and um that they're not their perspective needs work Uh, they don't have a view of self correction self improvement self correction self improvement is important i think and most people don't think that way seems to me and society as a whole also is not on the positive path or in in the way of valuing love and wisdom and um you know qualities of heart and and uh, a higher consciousness so um the receptivity of individuals as a subset of the lack of love in society um is unfortunately muchly beyond our ability to control and we have to accept that and grieve the loss of influence 
and grieve the continued incarnation in a somewhat darkening society um, in terms of consciousness and freedom uh, and determine our best way forward which will be unique for each person I love that I think another uh, thing I'm noticing in moments in myself and others is is oscillating between there's something I can do or I think when you're naming that helplessness or sadness feeling of there's nothing I can do I'm noticing some pe- in some people kind of that hero template coming out or that savior or the like pronouncing the that the new world is coming like what would you say to kind of the people who want to override the intensity of the negative agendas with kind of that, that hope of that new earth or or what's just around the corner? Well, I think or that this is just a pause with nature breathing. <laughs> well, my my you know my commitment, my values that from which I'm speaking to you or from which I form ideas first of all, is, is a commitment to truth or a love of truth, regardless of my feeling and preference. Um, and the second is, uh, and, and that, that really means seeing, seeing um, clearly um, the, the short term and the, and the long term, the near and the far, the small and the great, um, the unimportant and the critical. To, to make all those distinctions and to see things clearly. Uh, I, I completely agree that um, a better future is coming. I completely agree that there will be dimensional shift, there will be a new age, the kingdom of heaven on earth, the meek shall inherit the earth. I'm not a Christian. <laughs> I take truth wherever I find it and determine whether it's critical or lesser important truth. And I think we're on the cusp of uh, planetary uh, ascension, evolution, um, just like uh, many sources talk about. And this is the activation of Earth's fourth density body, or heart chakra. It's uh, the, beginning of, the beginning of fourth density, fourth dimension, uh, Earth becoming a four-dimensional planet um, where only those who are committed to love and truth will remain. And that's in the raw material called the harvest. And that is um, the singularity and that is um, the new heaven, new earth um, presented in Christianity by Yeshua seems to me and um, that's it it is important I think to get clear on the short term and the long term and Mm -hmm. I totally agree with people who say um, a better world is coming this too shall pass these are the uh, the birth pangs or the death throes the death throes of the old system and the birth pangs of the new I agree um, I would not use that in a spiritual bypassing ma- manner <laughs> right uh, spiritual bypass being a kind of uh, pseudo metaphysical um, override or suppression of painful emotions and truths and so the painful emotions are, like you said, um, frustration and um, dismay, discouragement, anger, sorrow, <laughs> grief at uh, the present situation and how little we can do to uh, change it deeply, and the suffering of people and the ignorance of people. I mean, we have our own ignorance too, you know. And so, 
um, but we are isolation. <laughs> we can't talk deeply with so many people. That's painful too. Uh, and that's the near term. That's the present close at hand. Then there's the further, which is the planetary metaphysical big view of what's happening. I'm firmly convinced that this is the end of a cycle of evolution. Third density, associated with third chakra, the lessons of love, Ra said, third density, the purpose of third density is to learn the ways of love. The purpose of incarnation is evolution of mind-body-spirit. <clears throat> so we're here for the purpose of evolving what we are, all we are, on the positive path, which we are on. And the purpose of third density, learning the ways of love, most people here haven't. Most people um, have a lot of self-blame and um, self-deception and fear and um, lack of commitment to truth and honesty. And so Earth is a school for souls who have not yet learned to love. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think we need to see the present, <clears throat> the present darkness, uh, as a, a necessary, actually, <laughs> it seems to me, necessary karmic return and um, karmic out, outpouring um, <clears throat> at the end of the third density cycle before this world um, is given to those that value love and um, to see the present in the light of the eternal or the big view of um, planetary evolution. Yes, and for everyone listening, I highly recommend uh, listening to Scott's YouTube uh, video on Apocalypse and Armageddon, because I think you did a really great job on looking into the deeper meaning of those words, mm. you know, the time of reveal or, uh -huh. you know, the end of a cycle. Um, right. And, and, and so those who, yeah, desire that love, unity, positive path can, can look at those terms in various ways so as to not only see the uh, fear-based understanding of what that means um, in the visioning of just the end in total chaos um, <clears throat> yeah it's not the end it's not the end of the world it's the end of a cycle of planetary evolution and uh, briefly uh, I would say it's a time of a time of apocalypse or it's apocalypse at the time of Armageddon apocalypse means revealing book of revelations is the book of the apocalypse so time of or an age of apocalypse uh, is a time in which much that's hidden is now being revealed much that has been hard to see, uh, can be more easily seen by those who value deep knowing and seeing clearly. And Armageddon is a final cycle-ending conflict between good and evil, which is love versus control, or truth versus dis dishonesty, or seeking versus apathy. And what we see in the world is people aligning themselves in different positions. Some of those, some of us are reinforcing or doubling down or strengthening our commitment to um, harmlessness, love, and honesty, wisdom, discernment, truth, and service, and continuing to work on ourselves. And others are doubling down on control and manipulation and deception. Uh, others are um, panicked or head in the sand or just trying to avoid uh, their painful feelings or the process as a whole. Um, and this is um, really quite necessary um, given the 
conditions of consciousness and the various groupings of uh, seeking or non-seeking on this planet. So, it's um, again um, a major um, transformative time uh, and a major stressor. It's very stressful, and so people need to do much to keep taking good care of themselves. We can't be of much service to others if we're not well, or at least in relative balance and healthy physically and mentally centered um, in, in a peaceful heart, uh, a clear mind as much as we can and return to that. So, I think that's a great reminder and there's so much that you named in this brief time and I really thank you for joining me for this conversation and I think it's a really a great way for people to just get to contemplate right on various levels of what's unfolding and then mm-hmm. and yeah do what we can to help and balance that love and wisdom and go deeper in our personal process and right. meet the triggers or meet the sadness and despair so mm-hmm. uh, thank you for articulating so uh, many elements of what's unfolding and I'm sure it will be a benefit to a lot of people to hear the message and get to uh, see where they are or reflect more deeply on their process regarding this whole unfolding. Yeah. So. Good. That's my hope. Yeah. And thank you know thank you for making this opportunity available. Um, I'd be happy to talk with you anytime, and um, uh, we can get through this. Um, we'll all get through it. Um, honesty and a, a kind heart is um, are critical, I'd say. Yes, and for everyone, I will put links below the YouTube video to Scott's YouTube channel, and he also has a website, scottmandelker.com, so that'll be there. Good. And, yeah, I just appreciate uh, this time with you so much, and, and, yeah, perhaps we'll do a follow-up conversation in a month or so and <laughs> see where things are at then. Okay, and thank you again. I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Okay, good night.